Welcome to Legends of Greyskull, the podcast that dives deep into the mythology of Masters of the Universe, with your hosts, Matthew Dooch and Sean Scavana. News, reviews, remasterings, and more are just ahead on Legends of Greyskull. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 78 of Legends of Greyskull. Uh, today, we are going to continue with our review of Master Universe Revelation Part 2. Today, we'll be taking a look at episodes 3 and 4 of the second part of the Netflix exclusive series. So, now remember, we've already covered parts 1 and 2 on episode 77. Please go take a look at those if you haven't already. And make sure you watch the episodes before listening to these reviews. As we are not going to break it down beat by beat. Uh, we're going to watch the episode and then we are going to talk about it. So, welcome back and enjoy the episode 3 review. So if I was worried about this show not having any surprises after that trailer, uh, episode yeah. three completely took care of all that. So, <laughs> boom. Yeah. God, I, I, I don't even know where to begin. Um, so uh, I guess we'll start with the royal family. Um, Adam having that that moment with Randor at the end of episode two, and then he gets a moment with uh, Queen Marlena at the beginning of this episode, um, was amazing. I, I love those interactions, but you really see, and this is something we talked about in our part one review that we were worried about. What does this do to the king and queen's relationship? Mm-hmm. And we find out that it took a fucking toll on it. Um, yep. Marlena tell like Adam's like, dude, I can see your, I can see you guys are, you know, tense. And mm-hmm. she goes, she goes, I was ready to leave. I was ready to go back to Earth. Yeah, and that one blew me away. Actually, yeah, I like that they that they doubled down on Marlena's um, Earth origins. I like that. Mm-hmm. So. That was good to see. Um, I I'm saddened for how far it's gotten, but I'm hoping that there now that Adam's back, that there's going to be the opportunity to redeem itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't need. They they were basically two ghosts in the in the palace at that point. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we didn't have to go through that, and I, I'm glad we see the other side of it because that's always done in everything. Right. Story-wise. So it's nice to see, you know, you don't have to go through all the suffering they went through. You had your own version of that. But on right. the other side of that, now we, we get to see. And I love how with uh, Randor, every time she's hugging him, every time she's hugging Adam, she's giving Randor that look. And Randor looks more and more timid and right. more and more, you know, like it, it's, it's, it's sapping some of the 
happiness he had uh, for this day out because that stuff is still there between them. But uh, and it's 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 interesting, right? Because obviously, Randor and Marlena says it like Randor was upset with me for for not telling him the secret mm-hmm. and. Why, and basically, he was justified in that, but mm-hmm. he resented me for so long that by the time he was kind of ready to move on and repair, it was too late on my side. Mm-hmm. Like that, and that. So now it's it's funny because, and that's what threw me at first. Before Adam and Marlena had their talk, it's Randor who looks like he wants to go in, like. You know, group hug. What? It, like, we're a family. Yeah. It's Marlena who's shooting him the looks, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Like, if anybody, it should be Randor. But I mean, that's it. it it's very humanizing, right? I mean, it's very. It's it's probably the path it would take, but it's just it's an interesting dynamic to think like he was upset. He had every right to be, but basically that pushed her to a place where she's not sure she can come back from, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll. But you know, even throughout the episode, we see them coming back. You know, in the war room at the end, they're all together planning. So you know, I I don't think you know. Never say never, but uh, yeah, it's it's still going to take some work, and not everything's magically you know magically solved at the end of twenty minutes like it used to be. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean this this episode definitely has the lion's share of connecting to the prequel books. Yes. Because other than the Oralax in the last episode, now all of a sudden we're getting it. So apparently now that is canon within this, that the whole, my parents were going to eat me with that. I'm still not a fan of that. And the fact that now it's in here makes me just go like, oh, so we we aren't going to put that under the rug. That's, I I wasn't a fan of it to begin with. I know, I know I didn't want to dive too deep into the comics, but they I mean, they hashed out on screen here, so we kind of have to. The evil Lynn... I get the whole evil Lynn having a messy childhood. That's fine. I would have preferred mm-hmm. her. I mean, they even put Zalesia in it, which was interesting, but they didn't go with her being from the royal family. There, She was just a, a peasant's daughter, and her family mm-hmm. tried to eat her when they were hungry. I'm like, that's so oddly specific. I'm not... I'm not sure why that why they're so entangled with that the eating thing, like yeah. the the, uh, the cannibalism. It, I'm just it, well, it feels so out of place in a Masters of the Universe property um, to, well, to go with there. There's, I mean, th- this episode was full of those moments for me in certain ways because I mean, oh, we'll, we'll get to um, the other one in a minute. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, the other one. I'm just sitting there going. I'm about to let my daughter watch this, and I I got splaining to do apparently, but uh, yeah, I, it it's I I I wish they didn't do that because I don't see any reason that they needed to do that right. in the story. They could have had it just that maybe maybe they gave her to somebody for money, and that's how, you know they were so poor that it, they it, like the Oliver Twist kind of a deal or something versus that and and okay. that's going to be one of those like Even why, why they, do we have to do this they were so poor they couldn't afford to feed her so they so they abandoned her you know yeah. what I mean? like left I, her in the village or you know her left her in the, the marketplace you still do yeah. the whole gutter rat thing street rat sure. scoundrel yeah. take that yeah. <laughs> you know a little bit of music for your day <laughs> yeah i don't i don't understand the cannibalism 
like double down here. I, there, I don't yeah, see it adding anything to the story. Um, no, other than us having this moment right now, yeah, and it's I, like I, I don't need I don't need I, an episode of our show to be all about that for that reason. But yeah. it is like out of everything that you've seen in Masters, that is the one where I'm feeling like that crossed the line into something that it didn't need to do, even for a mature audiences. To me, mature audiences for Masters would be the action is yep. amped up a lot more. There is some blood, which I'm okay with, because yeah. if you're going to be fighting with swords, axes, Absolutely. and all that, there's going to be some 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 wounds and things. Yeah. But when you start going into cannibalism, there's like a it's, lot of... And parents but, are kids. Even though in the comic, they explicitly said that those were not her parents, that she was sold to them. Here, mm. she says my parents, which is interesting. So it's a little mm. bit of a... Di- but either way, it, it, it's weird. It's weird, and I don't feel it, it adds anything to the story. Um, nope, other than to just a, make you un- uncomfortable, I guess? Which it, it's to, it's to make there. you sympathize, I guess. But for me, I, I would already sympathize enough if they said, oh, right, I'm too bad now. Hey, hey. <laughs> she was just abandoned, and that yeah. was, and and she she was forced to live on her own at, from the age of five, yep. you know, surviving on her own and all that stuff. But, and I mean, that's him right here. He's five, and yeah, I can only imagine how that would be for somebody his age. So exactly. But we did get but, to see, uh, we did get to see Skeletor rescuing her, which I I actually love that horde armor Skeletor that they came up with. Where it's, mm-hmm. it's just, you know just the horde logo on the belt and kind of a red trim, you know red and black scheme, but it works really well. I I, I really mm-hmm. do enjoy that design, and it's nice to see the nods to the horde, which we got full score in the comic, yeah. and uh, it was nice to see them see them keep those little hints. Hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> For those and, of you uh, listening on the audio podcast, uh, Sean's son <laughs> is hugging him. From behind my, right now. My, with gloves on. Son, so I'm not sure my, what his plans are going to be, but he obviously does not these, want any fingerprints. These are his new winter gloves, and he oh, just likes them gotta. so much. But yeah, maybe that is the other option. I don't know. I, <laughs> I didn't think of that. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it, it was. it's like this is the one going... Oh, this is why those stories are in those books, but it, yeah. it's almost—it's almost like a too little, too late. Yeah, and honestly, I think this could have worked with without the books. Like, and we'll get deeper into the books. Uh, but um, sorry, some you're good. Like uh, but yeah, I, I, I felt the flashback scene worked better than the comic book did. You know, as far yeah. as like that's yeah. that's all we need. We just need these quick snippets we don't need a 20 page deep dive uh into this dissertation so. yeah exactly um oh boy sorry but yeah we uh. get we get so we get a great adam tila moment tila is is she's rounded the corner she's dealt with her issues she you know she admits to adam she goes i finally understand that your your secret keeping you did it with the best intentions Mm-hmm. She doesn't let him off the hook, though. She goes, it still hurt people. She goes, but I yeah. understand why you did it. So we're we're healing. We're getting there. We're getting back to a good place. And I love it. And Adam's like, all right, this is it. We tried about 17 times <coughs> during, the, during the first uh, five episodes. But I'm finally going to tell you. And she's like, yeah, the sorceress <laughs> is my mom. I know. 
It's like rug pull. <laughs> I like that Tila was finally able to put it together on her own. But I also feel like I, I like I kind of got robbed of something at the same yeah. time. So yep. that, that's yep. subverting expectations. That probably so far my biggest regret of the series. Honestly, I wanted it to be the sorceress, and I think the sorceress always wanted to be it too, and that's why she forbade everybody else because she felt mm-hmm. when the time came, it'll be me. And unfortunately, yeah. in this canon, she is not able to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know. This is for me. This is one of those episodes that on the on the good guy side. I like that the, there's resolutions finally. You know, yes, I, I, like, we're getting there. This is we're, we're clearing the deck so we can move forward into yep. the big grand finale of this thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's acceptance of the the secrets. There's acceptance of um, the past, her, the destiny, the yes. destiny, and 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 the past of you know. I know who my mother is and all that kind of stuff. So that made this episode feel like you know, there's no way around it. Yeah. We're, we're just launching into this finale finally, uh, um, in, yeah. in the next two episodes. But, uh, we, it, it's like the, the good side, you're feeling that. And then on the bad side, there's stuff going on going, Oh, well, it's, we're, yeah, we're doing this. Yeah. Well, the whole, the whole first part is, is all about the destruction, the splintering, mm. the crap, you know, the, the feuds, the lines drawn. And so here we are getting, we're getting people coming back together. We're getting resolutions. And that, that honestly, that's what felt good about this. It's like, okay, we're buttoning some of this stuff up. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of stuff, I mean, you can look back at some of our reviews. You know, Multiverse was a big one. Like, usually we're heading into the finale and we're like, oh, but we got this, 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 and mm-hmm. this to take care of. And we've only got an episode or an issue left. And we're always kind of worried. Here, I'm like, okay, we're actually, we're we're we're, we're knocking some stuff off, and that's a good mm-hmm. feeling. Uh, while Definitely. opening up new doors, um, I like um, Man at Arms. Man at Arms is playing Skeletor and Evelyn. He yeah. may be the captive, but he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows yeah. he's doing the. He did it with Skeletor in the last. Uh, episode he's doing it with evil lynn here like hey you're the sorceress you know if he if skeletor wields a sword he's your champion he serves mm-hmm. you and you know mm-hmm. sorceress never thought of he-man that way as her servant but he knows how to play in the evil mm-hmm. you know he knows what makes her tick he's the most dangerous man on eternia he knows mm-hmm. you know exactly. and he knows exactly what he's doing but he raises some good points, you know. She, he's like, you know, he's like, you're supposed to be the master of this castle. You decide who gets the power and all this and that. Which we know, again, we know the sorceress never thought of her position like that. But he knows mm-hmm. that's what evil. How he needs to manipulate evil in to get her to do something because that's the only mm-hmm. thing he can do right now is try and pit the two against each other. And he's mm-hmm. doing a masterful job of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying this because it's like once once you set the wheels in motion in her mind, yeah, you're in you're you're in trouble. And I like that this episode highlighted that quite a lot. And um, I mean, geez, it's 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 I uh, you know, uh, yes, we saw what we saw in the trailer to make us go. Well, there's not going to be any surprises. 
But no, <laughs> there's surprises. I mean, I, I, I like uh, in uh, our last um, talk about the last episode, you know, the whole how long has Skeletor had this without relinquishing the power? Yep. Yep. Well, now we see it. And I like, I, I... love Go, the, the Limitly Wilds deal. And it's like, did you ever think you'd see that in a Masters of the Universe storyline at all? The seduction? Yeah, the seduction part. No. No. Ah, see, I didn't either. And I'm I like, felt, oh, I felt they're going so there. weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was so, I, I was uncomfortable, I'll be honest. And I'm thinking the same thing. Like, my kids have been dying to watch this. And I'm uh-huh. sitting there, like, processing it as me and also processing as, like, does this go too far? Uh-huh. And I don't think it does, really. It, it doesn't. It, it it's, it's more, you know, teenage. Because it's Evil Lynn and Skeletor is why yeah. it feels so wrong. But yes. Yes. Evil Lynn seduces Skeletor. She's like, since yeah. you've been back, we have not had. I forget the term she uses because she doesn't even use like relations or intimate time. Like it's a very, it's written. You can tell they wrote it as in like, I know some people are going to have their families watch this. Mm-hmm. The dialogue is there where it's all very innuendo. Like I said, like they don't even say like I relations or nothing like that. But basically mm-hmm. she's like, Hey, let's do the nasty. We have it. So, <laughs> And she, but she says, she's like, but with you in that form, you would kill me. You'll kill me. <laughs> You'll kill me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just think of the boys in that scene where yeah. that's that, that, that female superhero in the landlord on uh, the popped head. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen yeah. it, uh, it's hilarious and gruesome and around yeah. all at the same time. <laughs> But yeah, she is so, and he depowers for, I, that's the number one thing. I can't believe Skeletor depowered to go to, pardon the pun, Bone Town. That, that, that was the, the moment that I, I'm, again, five-year-old sitting here watching it, and I'm sitting here going, I don't know what to say. He, he didn't really say much, but then, but he's especially like, Especially five, I don't think. I could see it, my nine-year-old, and especially my thirteen-year-old, yeah. obviously. There will be the questions. thirteen-year-old is... Mature enough to handle what they showed. Basically, there's they're close. Uh, Skeletor puts his hand on her stomach, very close mm-hmm. to boobage, but not there. Well, she she and, puts her hands down his stomach a bit too, and all that. Yeah, the straddle is the point where I'm like the straddle. She's she he sits in the throne of Grayskull, and Evil Lynn gets on top of him. Yep. But she got the cape and everything, the cloak, so there's, I mean... He's king for the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Definitely not what I was expecting. I... In the no. case of this... I'm no. not, you know, it's it's weird. It's like, in the case of this show, we, you and I privately have had those talks, like, do you think? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, no, in here, it's flat out. They no did. Day. They've done it. <laughs> The kissing. Like Snake Mountain is a Jackson Pollock painting from what they do. We question <laughs> if they kiss. And by God, Evil Lynn went right for those skull teeth and 
rubbed her lips mm-hmm. all over him. It didn't even look <laughs> yeah, I know. pleasant. I'm like, oh, it's, no. it, it's, oh, like, it, it's for, rotting for, flesh on there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I was just like oh my god i i can't imagine how it must be to be her some days what's, especially what? in moments like that and all that she wanted all that she wanted what 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 what's jason lee's character in mall rats what's it oh. is it Bo- brody brody is that it yeah, yeah. I, just, I felt like him in this moment like so when Skeletor and Evil and do it, yeah, exactly. Do they, do they kiss? Like, does she get all yeah, on the yeah. teeth? Like, like what? What? What's his dong? Is it blue skin? <laughs> is it bone? Is it what? What's it, you know? Like that's all I felt during this scene. Uh, like exactly I was channeling his it, character. It, all like, of all of <laughs> all of the people watching this over the age of thirteen have so many questions now <laughs> that will never we will we'll never have Revelation two well, to we, understand those questions from that one two minute scene uh, from this episode. <laughs> but yeah, you were saying all she really wants is all she really wants is the power sword, and I like that. That's how she manages to get it away from. I I said that I said it when when he depowered us to my son. I go, a guy will do anything if a girl's willing to do a little something like that. Be like, what? Oh, let the power After turn. All okay. that, he he really around, felt you know? that she was. And you know what? It's not out of line for evil. And we've seen in various nope. sources her. I mean, just not to that effect, and not that no. direct. You know. But I mean, in in um, oh, I can't think of the episode where where she changes, she turns into a blonde haired girl, and you know goes after the widget's corridite in filmation. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know, the widget says, uh, "Oh, you know, I thought she was too. I did it because she was pretty and all that." Like it's it's the same i concept, you know. Mm-hmm. And DC Comics played with it a lot during their, you know. Eternity War story arc, you know, her her getting various people to do her bidding through through seduction or whatever. Like she's the movie. She's a yeah, the movie. She's a manipulator. You know, and that's mm-hmm. what this falls in line with. It's just the fact that it was so direct and we're mm-hmm. not used to seeing that in Masters. <laughs> that's what made me go like, wait, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like Um But yeah, not only and I was like, all right, she went after the power sword. She got it. I'm like, all right, I did not see her transforming with it, though. Nope. I I wouldn't have figured that to be anything in this. And now all of a sudden. But that was when you when you did the whole taking off your earphones the other week because Skelevator had the question about the prequels. And you had, uh, yep. That was, that was I, my last question of what is that about because up until this moment there's no it looks like this this angel looking creature and 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 i don't know who that is and now i know so if you haven't read the prequel comics the last page shows the the orlax had come to warn them about this being that destroyed his world and it showed in silhouette you know this white-haired Looking smaller person, I I presumed female with yeah with like a halo around mm-hmm. their head and like the uh, like a cape or some sort of fabric like by the shoulders. And the thing is, I'm like, 
I actually read the comic this morning. That's how quickly I, I watched episode five and I read the comic this morning. And when I saw that last page of that shadowed out person, I'm like, that's evil Lynn. But I was even thinking, I'm like, I'm like, I think that's supposed to be evil Lynn, but that's not her bat headed sorceress mm-hmm. outfit. But I didn't, yeah. I still didn't go like, oh, she's going to, you know, and I wasn't sure it was evil Lynn, but I was, th- that's where my mind went with the white hair, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but that's not what we, I'm like, well, that's weird, you know, and I pretty much left it at that. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't see this coming. And, you know, and then it, it, and it begs the question. It's like, okay, so is she time traveling then? You know, because she destroyed the Orlax's world, but the Orlax has already done his attack in the prequel comic, and he's in the dungeon of Grayskull with Man-at-Arms by the time Evil Lin invokes the power and becomes Lin-Man or He-Lin or... I don't even know. What are we going to call her? He-Lin? <laughs> Lynn, uh, well, honestly, I, I know a certain somebody who's not the biggest fan of the way Tila looks in here, and I'd honestly call Evil Lynn in that version Lynn Man. Lynn Man. She looks a lot more. She, she got buff. Yeah. She got she buff. Got buff. She's got... <laughs> so. I was actually kind of expecting, once I saw she was going to transform, and I'm not going to lie, for a second there, and I don't know if it's just my mind or if there actually was, but but when she says by the power of Grayskull, I felt like there was a pause there. And for a second there, I thought it's not going to work for her. Mm-hmm. I, I, that might just be, I'd have to rewatch it without, but but for a second there, I doubted that it would even work for her, for that there would be something mm-hmm. wrong and like Skeletor would walk over and be like, you idiot, I kind of what we speculated before, like I did something to make it work for me. Or you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. there was something special there because again it's going into my problem with all right so anybody can do that now that they know the incantation mm-hmm. um which we'll see but maybe it had to do with her being the sorceress first i uh, that that's what i thought because i agree with you it's the minute that one can do it all can do it yeah it works in the cgi it doesn't work as this is yes. this canon for me um so we'll see what happens there. But I I was actually impressed that, like, they talk about the whole um, celestial, um, he calls it a celestial event, Apex. I think. The Apex. Apex. Uh, Eternia so, will so be she, exactly at the center of the universe. All the planets will be aligned as they were in the beginning. So so we're talking about that, which actually made me think of the, um, the, 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 the eye. From the movie, yep. The, the, oh, it's very much the movie. and all that stuff. It felt it felt that way. And what what I liked about that takeaway before she turns into evil and He Man, whatever, is um, she looks at that and she doesn't see what Skeletor sees. Yeah. Skeletor sees the power, and he sees everything he's about to amass because he it, then he can it, the the universe is his tinker toy, basically. Yeah, uh, like in her case. She's very Lovecraftian, and she goes nothing. There's nothing, and and I like that. Yeah. Then her leading into this transformation just looks at it from that perspective, mm-hmm. and just now everything is negated because she doesn't see the point. It's all irrelevant. There's nothingness out there, you know. And so 
we got to see, hey, I got one of my guys. Wandar showed up. Yeah, he did. As now he he's was, no longer again. Every as he was blasted again into oblivion. <laughs> Fisto, Clamp Champ, and now Wonder. I'm almost, I almost don't want to have anybody as a hero on my list of what I want to see because I'm afraid they're going to die at this point. So that is a big thing, too. It's like, okay, how are they going to handle that? Is there, is that end, an end? Does Tila bring them back? There's a whole bunch I'm, of questions, even with right. just that moment. And did you notice, so Evil Lynn, after she transforms, and I was actually kind of disappointed in her outfit. I was actually expecting, as she's transforming, once I realized it is going to happen, I was hoping for something a little more She-Ra inspired. Because Skeletor kind of got that perverted He-Man look with that mm. with that H on, her, on his chest and stuff, you know what I mean? And a yeah. little more armored up. I was kind of hoping, like, Maybe they'll lean into She-Ra's design a little bit, but I really didn't feel that. It was just kind of—I don't know. I, I'm not—I'm not sold on that design. It looks very plain. It doesn't really look evil, Lynn. It doesn't really look He-Man. It just kind of there. I don't know. The, like, I, I need some the, more time with it, though. The part that I liked is that Halo. The, the Halo. The yeah. The Halo thing. I think that's really wicked looking, but otherwise. I agree. Like, and the color scheme didn't even no. the color scheme on Skeletor was his color scheme for the right. most part. With Evil Lynn, it's like there's blues now, and I know there's blue in the costume, yeah. but it's not even that blue, you know. Yeah, so it it's like it this is a whole like, different more just like color armor. Wax. Yeah, yeah. I did yeah. like the cape that kind of did that CGI thing where there's kind of like the starry void in the cape. That, you know. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll have to see where it goes. But she's got power. She's destroying stuff. She destroys Preternia. You see the soul flames again. Like Skeletor had Fisto and Clamp Champs in episode one. You know, as Preternia's getting wiped up, you see a bunch of those getting kind of extinguished. So mm-hmm. I still think, I'm with you, I think they're dropping little hints like this may not be the end. There may be some things that can be undone at the end. And I'm hoping. You know, mm-hmm. if you recall, that was one of my big complaints on Masterverse, or not Masterverse, Multiverse. Yeah. That, you know, I was, the whole trip through, I'm like, I'm hoping at the end there's kind of some sort of reset, some fixing. And I'm saying the same thing here. I'm like, I don't need, like, everything undone to where nothing matters. But, like, if you're saying there's no more afterlife, that's kind of a big, you know, change. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, not even that I need everything reset, but I'm hoping they create some happy ending. You know, creating new, you know, after. It's just something. Just, um, mm-hmm. I would like some of the wrongs to be fixed, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll see. Um, so at the end there, they're like, you know, T- Evelyn makes her proclamation. And how, okay, basically, I'm giving you nothing to live for. It's all in the now. There's nothing out there. It's a void. You know, she's very much the, you know, the 16-year-old goth chick that's like, there's no point. I'm going to write poetry. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. After all that, they're like, you know, the heroic camp is like, well, what are we going to do? And Teal's like, well, I'm going to try, you know, for Randor Marlena, we're going to head out to try and recruit people. Teal goes, I'm going to, you know, that that'll take too long. Let me try and send out a telepathic message. Like, you know, her mom used to do whenever Mm. they needed help, um, which I loved. And then they go, well, we'll need, uh, I forget the exact phrasing, but basically 
well, they're like, who do we go after? And it, and and they're like, well, anybody, right? And they get a knock on the door. Did you know who was going to be behind that door? Did you call it? I actually didn't call it, but I, I didn't really either. Know that I didn't call it. <laughs> who do you think? <sighs> Out of think anybody any- who's still left on the game board right now, I that's what I th- I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a, a a group of heroic warriors. I thought it was going to be like Ram Man, Buzz Off, Stratos, like yeah, they were just talking about them. Yeah, maybe they would have shown up without right, them needing to go to them for right. They were like, hey, something. we saw the shit. Skeletor's back in the yeah, evil yeah. land. We're here. We're here. That's who I thought it yeah. was going to be. But it was mm-hmm. two guards escorting a shackled Skeletor. He dipped out once evil land transformed. We forgot to mention that because you were mm-hmm. supposed to watch the episode before you listened to us. Um, yep. Yeah, he dipped out and apparently gave himself up to a couple guardsmen. And he's like, aren't you going to invite me in? <laughs> I'm like... You royal boob. He, he did. actually he, said it there. He yeah. used boob. Evil and called Skeletor boob as well. It was uh, at some <laughs> point. I forget exactly where. And I'm like, all right, we're going, we're going good old-fashioned uh, villain hero team up. Like, we're, mm-hmm. we're, back, we're back to save Skeletor and Evil Seed and... Mm-hmm. Strangely, this feels like home right now. Still, <laughs> it's weird. Like I'm not sold on the Hevelin. Well, like the Hevelin. Hevelin. Uh, that's a good one. There Hevelin. we go. I'm not sold on that, but I like where we're at with with the heroes in Skeletor. Um, that's interesting. And now I'm thinking back to that to that what we assumed was the final battle that we saw, you know, around Grayskull. And I'm trying to think of who we saw the Eternians fighting. I remember mm-hmm. seeing lots of Shadow Beasts. I saw a dragon. I can't remember too many evil warriors, mm-hmm. really, that I saw in the... Tra- I kind of assumed... You know, Skelegod and the Evil Warriors. But now that I'm thinking back, and I'm not going to go watch it again. But now that I'm thinking back, I'm not too sure that any of them were actually present in those scenes. So could we even be be about to mm-hmm. see like a a Clawful Ram Man team up? Like is Skeletor going to grab all his forces? Are they all going to go after Hevelin? Hevel, <laughs> I like Hevelin. Hevelin. <laughs> Evil and I, I, the, there, there's a part of me that thinks that's fun, and then there's another part of me going, I kind of want an old-fashioned good versus evil instead of everybody having to team up versus evil in at this point because that is that is way more the way it like the 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 premise of the show for me isn't it's going to be a continuation from your childhood. The premise of this show is going to be. You just threw all of your toy box on the floor, and you're just going to have a old-fashioned right. melee. And at this point, it reminds me a little of uh, Voltron, Legendary Defender, where the final season, since we're getting into the final two episodes, the yes. final season was about something that I didn't see coming from a mile away, and suddenly they're doing that. And I'm like, this isn't what I really wanted to see. I wanted to just see you go up against 
the the main bad guy. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we're fighting Hagar through this whole last season and she's destroying time and, and existence. And I'm like, this isn't what I, what? why would Voltron be doing this? You know, sure. this makes more sense for a He-Man thing because you have the sorcery and the cosmos yep. and the universe. But there is this like, I didn't expect them to take it this step right. forward. I kind of just wanted it to be here where I was going to just be, you know, messing with the action figures. So, um, no, yeah, I, I like I, that. I didn't see it coming though. I, I, I like that. That's I, uh, now all bets are off. What are they going to do here? What are they going to do? And there's still a chance it can get back to, I, I agree. I'd like it to end He-Man versus Skeletor. Yeah. Um, but that's not necessarily off the table. We've seen a lot of power shifts. Over these yeah. last few episodes, um, we still haven't even dealt with Triclops at all and his creepy cult. You know, there's still yeah, that, there. there's not enough time. <laughs> We're racing. That's why I'm glad they buttoned up at least a couple of these things because these last two episodes are gonna have some some wallop packed into them. Um, I do like though with Skeletor depowered. And Hevelin kind of being the big bad at the moment, <laughs> this does give us a chance that we can end this without He-Man killing Skeletor. Mm-hmm. And I would actually, I hadn't thought too much about that because it was just kind yeah. of a foregone conclusion in my mind that this would end with the destruction of Skeletor, as most of the modern stuff tends to do. But mm-hmm. I kind of like at the end of this for, you know, it just kind of to be like... Okay, that happened. We defeated Skeletor, Hevelin, whoever. And now, but Skeletor's still out there. Like, there's still an adventure for another day. You know what I mean? Well, there is that. Or it could go in the complete, we didn't see this coming, holy crap, this just happened mode of her being who she is. She just decimated Preternia with a snap of her fingers. What are the chances of her after she sees, you know, she knows Skeletor ran away, but in, you know, she sees him again, what are the chances of her Thanosing him and sending him out into the cosmos in a billion, you know, atoms or whatever. And she's like, you wanted it so bad, be a part of it. She just, you know, does something like that and wipes him across the universe. And it would be one of those things where slowly over time he rebuilds himself and then they could right. do a season two and bring them back to the fold or whatever. Yeah, I honestly hope they don't go there either, but they are playing that that angle up a lot of how much he's using her, manipulating her, and oh, yeah. you know, keeping her more subservient to him so he has the power and everything. It could even it could even wind up mirroring, you know, episode one, part one, where maybe Skeletor ends up saving the day because he's going after the power evil Hevelin. Sorry, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Hevelin uh, is mm-hmm. trying to keep it, and they end up destroying each other, like he made hey, Skeletor yes. in part one. Yeah, agreed. So I'm excited. So there's three options. <laughs> there's our three options, and it couldn't be none of those. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I think we got to jump into episode four. So stay tuned, guys. Uh, we'll be right back. Alright guys, welcome back. We 
as you can tell by the lighting, and I got a haircut in there, uh, it <laughs> is, it, there has been a little bit of a lapse here. We did watch episode four. Um, unfortunately, we got towards the afternoon when kids got off school and lives started happening, so we weren't able to jump back on immediately. But it is still, you know, uh, November 23rd. It is just later at night. The kids are in bed now. Um, and we get to talk about episode four. Once we're done here, we will watch episode five, and then we will finish this up for you guys. Um, jumping back for a minute here, I did want to bring up um, a couple things. Well, one thing. I think there were a couple things. I remember one still. Uh, I, we did forget to mention it was real quick in... Um, uh, Gutter Rat, when Randor is, you know, being introduced, or finding out how they came to Point Dread, um, mm-hmm. and where and the royal family is introduced to Andra for the first time, and, you know, he's, he's saying, you know, I can never repay you, but I, you know, I'm a rich man, so gee, try me. Yeah, I like that line, actually. Yeah. <laughs> It was a good moment, and we kind of got lost with everything else happening in that episode. So I wanted mm-hmm. to jump back to it for a minute because as soon as, as soon as she's like, you know, he can't, you know, you can't, uh, or she's like, I, I just want to stay with you guys. Like I feel like I found a place that I belong. I was, you mm-hmm. know, an orphan. My grandfather died. I had no family. Yep. And he's like, well, you can't stay here. This is a military encampment. A civilian can't stay here. And as soon as he said that, I'm like. Lieutenant, <laughs> and sure yeah. enough, he's like mm-hmm. he, he's like I'll have to make you a lieutenant in the Royal Guard, I guess. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, as you know, as many of you know, Andra was a character from the Star Comics, and she was a lieutenant in the Royal Guard. So that was just yep. uh, a nice little like full circle uh, Easter egg, to, you know, little nod to the past. So I really like that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll do you one here too, uh, real quick because of Andra. Yeah. Um, so in the fourth episode of part one, when they're in Subternia yep. and we have that whole sequence where they get separated from each other and Andra, Roboto and Beastman are all yep. fighting together, but each of them is seeing something different. And you notice we, we were like zombies. Okay. Yep. She's fighting zombies. Fire bats for Beast Man, Shadow Beast for Roboto, and we were like, "All right, what?" Well, I guess that's her fear. And I actually liked how they act. It, it, it that was foreshadowing mm-hmm. that we wouldn't have expected because later on, with uh, Skeletor casting yeah. the spell and both Fisto and Clampchamp becoming his dead minions, she she actually freezes up in that moment. Yeah. And I was like, that's really cool because it really, it, like that, that was foreshadowing and I wouldn't have expected that because it just felt so random the first time oh, that we saw that. Absolutely. So kudos to them for actually sticking with it and making it matter within the story because she, it, like, Tila's doing her best to do what she can there, but she's frozen at that part. I'm like, huh, yeah. nice little touch. So Absolutely. No, and she's you know, she's getting overshadowed with all the big stuff, but she does have a nice little through line through this, and she has not, 
she hasn't faded into the background. It's just there's so much going on that her story is not a focal point anymore. Like it's it, we've gone past that. Um, oh yeah. So it's very well done. Now I did. So with the kids getting off school and everything, and my wife getting home, we did jump back for a minute as we were waiting to get on here. And um, between uh, my wife and my kids and I sat down and we watched the first two episodes of part two again. Mm -hmm. um, the kids are really enjoying it. And they uh, it's funny because my wife, when uh, I think she saw the trailer, but, you know, it's not going to stick with her like it does with us, you know. So at the end mm -hmm. of episode one, when Adam transforms, it kind of caught her by surprise. And then when episode two starts and, you know, he's just going berserk and, mm -hmm. and she looks at me, she goes, I I don't like this He-Man. Can I have the, can we have the nice He-Man back? <laughs> my uh, my God, son. God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I my, don't know yet. <laughs> my my son, who has made many cameos in the last couple yes. of episodes, he ate that up because he oh, yeah. could not get over how fast he was moving. And at one point, he he looks at me. He goes, "Daddy, watch this." My, yeah, <laughs> my oldest daughter, the thirteen-year-old, she is getting big into uh, anime. You know, mm -hmm. as all 13 year olds since our generation seem to do. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, and she, she made the comment that that was actually a real cool fight scene. Cause it reminded her of some show that she had watched. So, um, and especially watching it the second time I was able to kind of focus. in. And there was a lot of the kind of like teleport, like brunt, like Dragon Ball Z, like choo, 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 like where mm -hmm. it looks like they're teleporting. They're moving so fast and that kind of stuff. So, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, she really, she really enjoyed that part, um, and they were all kind of shocked with the with the Randor moment. I mean, even like my wife, she never before we met, she, you know, I don't even think she'd heard of He Man to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, but even her in that in that moment, like they, she still got all the emotion. Like there's just some universal truths. You know, in this yeah, yeah. in this saga that um, you know, and she she was saying the same thing we were like as as the chains are being pulled and everything. She's like, uh, you might want to hurry up with that speech there. My wife said the exact same thing, and she she was basically saying what we said earlier. Like, how yeah. are they holding him back? And he might want to speed this up, and I'm like, yeah. exactly. I, I, I started laughing, going, it wasn't just me that thought that because the minute those guards start <laughs> slipping toward, it's like I, I know every one of them is like, would you hurry the fuck up? Come on! Right. <laughs> and yes, I did that because today we're off the chain, apparently. Well, um, I, 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 I'll be putting warnings, <laughs> you know. but. Uh, I, I'll actually say, and, th and this is, this won't spoil anything for anybody, but that moment is maybe one of my top three favorite moments of the entire 10 part episodes because yeah. I, I was genuinely, the, the drama there was real. The emotion mm -hmm. there felt genuine. And, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't know many, many sons who wouldn't want to hear that from their dad, even if they've heard it once or twice before, 
hearing right. it once again. And on top of that, if you, if you don't have that person in your life anymore and getting that one, it, it, it's like there's multiple oh, reasons oh, yes. that scene really does it hit. Cause like I lost my father 10 years ago and it's like, you know, to be able to have had like, here's one more day, you know, mm-hmm. and just get the chance to be with him. So it's like that, that fires on so many different levels. It's, it's really impressive. And it's like, and this is a masters of the universe cartoon. And there's people that are genuinely getting emotional about these things. And you know what? That's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. And, and the death, I mean, none of, none of my family could believe, you know, Sorceress, Fisto, and Clamp Champ. It's like... <laughs> that you know? that one is still nagging me. It's like, my God, I was just so excited to see Fisto, and we yeah. had him say a couple of one-liners, yeah. which for me, that was like... I didn't need the one-liners. That that was definitely a negative for me, and I know that ah, was played into the I meme <laughs> deal. But... but uh, yeah, just the fact that wow, you know, both of them just bit the bullet together, and I'm like, I like both of those guys, and now yeah. they're not here. So, and you know, it's like, well, I'm I'm gonna hold out and see about Manny Faces at this point because he's the, it's like He Man, Fisto, Manny Faces. That's my triangle of of my favorites, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's get into we got uh, episode four, Hope for a Destination. It's a really weird title. Um, exactly. <laughs> and even even thinking about the episode, like, I'm not really sure where that one's coming from. I guess they're talking about Tila's destination. I don't know. It's it's kind of it's kind of some weird, of these but... titles, like for this part, I feel the titles aren't nearly as interesting as the first part. Yeah. And they're not uh, as specific. I mean, well, even cleaved in twain. I don't know. They're just they're not as specific. I don't think it's like you know, for as much as crap as we gave the forest at the or the ford, the uh, forge at the forest of forever. Yeah, I know those words going somewhere. Something like that. Yeah, we gave that. I still like that title it, though. <laughs> I like the title, but but again, it what well, it doesn't actually. They don't actually ever refer to a forest of forever. I'm still gonna stick with that. But even that was I'm, like, okay, it's about the forge at the forge. Like, okay, mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. You know, the, land of the, the dead. But then yeah. Like, cleaved in twain. It's like, well, what the, was cleaved in twain? I guess because, uh, you know, the sorceress is killed and the warriors are split, you know. But even, the, you know, it's like ambiguous the, at best. Blood and reason the, is probably the closest. That's like Yeah. The, the second part, it's like the first part is pretty much, you'll see why it's named that. The yeah. second part for me, each episode, it reminds me of in the 90s with all the alternative bands where you'd hear a song and you're like, I think this is the song. And then yeah. it turns out the, the name of the song is something not even in the right. damn song. Exactly. And you're like, well, I that's know what it's it this because like. that's what they say in the song. That's the chorus of the song or whatever. But it's like, no, that song's called Molly. Oh, right. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, I, Molly. Okay. Ep- episode three so far is probably the most on point with Gutter Rat because it is all about Evil yeah. Lynn and her yeah. taking over, basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so episode four opens up, t- you know, uh, Tila trying to get the message out. And I, I, 
I like that, you know, she's she's getting upset with herself. She's being Tila, who is headstrong and, like, she should just be good at it. Andrew tells her maybe she needs some training. She's like, I don't need no training. It's like, of course you do, Tila. You're, you're like, two days into actually trying to use mm -hmm. your powers. Of course you do, but it's just like, you know... Yeah, uh, she's she's really struggling with with just everything that's on her, and you know she makes that kind. You know, well, the sorceress could have gotten this message out. You know, it's yeah, it's like Tila, don't compare yourself to your mother. Like, I mean, that's not. <laughs> she had a lifetime mm -hmm. of learning. Um, but but I liked it, and I like that it. I like that they're not just making it easy. Like, it's not like, oh, okay, Tila's decided to embrace her magical side, so now she can do all this stuff. It's like, no, she is really working for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people, the, for instance, I always have is, like, in the new Star Wars movies, mm -hmm. it was really hard to watch those and see Rey never have trouble doing right. anything. She can just adapt, and then, boom, she's good. And in this case, it's fun to see Teela having a learning curve because she's usually the one teaching Adam yep. to do this and that. So here we are. It's like, it's yeah, she's going to be pissed. She's going to not like butting her head against that wall while she's yeah. learning. So, so yeah, that was, that was a good characterization. And we start to see the royal family kind of healing. Randor and Merlena mm -hmm. are by each other they don't seem as repulsed you know there there's maybe a chance you know maybe mm -hmm. so. so it's a quick yeah. thing about the royal family especially marlena what's your take on how uh alicia silverstone did the voice for her on this part on on the whole second part so far so far i haven't been troubled by it I think, mm -hmm. I think she's she's serviceable. Um, they do. I know they they made her say as if. Um, <laughs> what was that? What, what was that in response to? They were saying about that uh, if the new sorceress doesn't get the message out, then this might be the last sun sunrise we see on Eternia, and and she's like as if. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it was really, like, awkward, and it was like, okay, yeah, she was in Clueless. We get it. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, like, honestly, and even it wasn't delivered like uh, like her character in Clueless, like, which was even weirder. But, mm -hmm. um, no, I've been fine with Alicia. Actually, I've been fine with Alicia, but Diedrich Bader as King Randor has really impressed me. Um, mm -hmm. That guy Agreed. that guy is talented. Um and he's done a lot of voiceover work uh, over the years. Bra Batman and Batman the Brave and the Bold was him. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on Alicia? I'm not impressed. Like out of all of them, she is the one that I feel is a stumbling block. Every time she says lines, I always feel like I'm cringing. So yeah. I was just curious if it's just me or not. It it, it really like feels said, like. It's someone else is directing her and everybody else is being directed by the, by someone together in unison, but she's off in left field getting a direction because some of the things she says and the tone she uses, I, I feel don't match up with the scenes sometimes. I, I've got the feeling that she's trying to sound older. Like that's mm -hmm. what I think she was going for. 
Um, like I said, it hasn't. I, I I haven't felt it's a stumbling block. Like it hasn't. It hasn't bothered me, but I also haven't been overly impressed. It's just one of those voices that's like, okay, that's that's there. You know, mm-hmm. kind of honestly, kind of like we said with um, uh, Tila. Um, Sorry, Michelle Geller. Thank you. I wanted, my mind kept saying Jennifer Love Hewitt. I'm like, no, it's not that three-name chick. Uh, yeah, Sarah <laughs> Michelle Geller. It's like, yeah, it's Sarah Michelle Geller, and she's doing mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Geller, you know, as Tila. Like, it's not, but it's like that with me. It's like, I'm not overly impressed, but I'm not like, oh, my God, it's Alicia again. Mm-hmm. Plus, I've always well, had I- big crush on alicia silverstone well, so you know, i can't think that. of any guy you know like I, yeah. I grew up in the era when that the aerosmith videos were basically the lifeblood of mtv for a while and it's like every time those came on you just kind of yeah. stopped and just stared for quite a while <laughs> but um uh, actually something i said earlier today yeah. uh first episode of part two yeah and i was complaining about mark hamill Mm-hmm. This episode is the turning point for me where Mark okay. Hamill made me go, I'm on board now. Here because we go. They didn't make oh speechify, and the way that they have Skeletor in this episode, it's fun. It's, it's fun Skeletor. to see him where he is in here. It, but it's, there is definitely, yeah. he made it his own yeah. in this episode, and now I'm like, okay, Mark Hamill can be Skeletor, and it works for me. That's what more. I'm saying. He's He's moving past it. I don't know... Maybe they recorded all the dialogue actually in order, which is kind of unusual for a show, but, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? Like, maybe this is just a point where he's like, okay, I found it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but yeah, I completely agree. And just the dynamic with him being knocked back down from the Skelly God and yeah. now having to, you know, be a little humble. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, because we go right from there to you know, the the war room, and it's Adam and Skeletor. And they are just... <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved the scenes. That is Adam and Skeletor in this episode. Mm-hmm. They... Like you said, Chris Wood and Mark Hamill playing off each other and playing straight, not with one bleeding out and one, you know, having the power of Grayskull. Like, you know, back down on the level. You know, mm-hmm. that I, I, like you said, it's a whole different tone in Skeletor now. Gone is the mm-hmm. speechifying, gone is the monologuing, and now he's just. That like, was my problem. Yeah. He's like, okay. Now. But I mean, it mm-hmm. made sense. Like, he was like, I have no, the power, I have the sword, I have the castle, this is my time. Like, he's he was the peacock strutting. And yeah. now he's like, all right, evil has got it. What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I, I, part of why I probably wasn't into it as much was it really had Joker bleeding into that one when he was gloating for me. Yeah. This it felt like okay, this is now Skeletor for this show, and it, I liked it, and I like that there's the argument between them in the scene of you know Skeletor's like, well, just call down the power again, and he's like, I'm not doing that again. Like, yes. you know, yeah, I like that he refers to it as that thing. He doesn't yeah. even think of him as that was Adam me. He, yeah. yeah, he looks at it as that was something that it, like I did that because I had to, not because right. I want to at this moment, you know. And I, I did like the Skeletor just looked at it as we'll, we'll just use you like a WMD in this situation. You right. go was, in there and you know <laughs> that was Skeletor's whole plan. It turned that he came here so he could get Adam, 
to make him transform back into Savage He-Man and just beat the crap out of Evil. Like, the evil mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Evil-in. Yeah, evil <laughs> um, Abs for days. They, and, 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 yeah, Adam's like, nope, that's not happening. I almost, he's, it, he, uh, sorry, Matt Rodriguez messages are popping up. I don't even know what that means. Uh-huh. Um, Uh, yeah, he's like, no, I'm not, and it it takes him, because he is like, that thing almost killed, well, I almost killed, you know, and he's like, he's he's trying to come to terms with what, how close he was as that savage He-Man to just doing some irrevocable stuff, and, Mm uh, I I love it, and they, (laughs) they, uh, Adam, as Tila seemingly gets the call out, finally, Adam comes up with a plan, and he tells Skeletor <laughs> that they have to go to Grayskull, and Skeletor mm-hmm. goes, yeah, what are we going to do? Go to Grayskull and ask Evelyn to stop, please stop destroying the universe, <laughs> and Adam gives him that smirk, and Skeletor's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, we are, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. it. I love Skeletor like... <laughs> Really, this is your plan, and mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and then we go into Grayskull, Panthor, 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 oh, and I God. love that was he's got the classics field. helmet too. He's got the, yeah, he's that got made me even happier. Yep. The Ram helmet, yeah, yeah. Adam Cringer, Skeletor, and Panthor at the gates of Grayskull to talk to Evilin and Beast Man. Like it's a, mm-hmm. it's one of those set, like, you know, we they keep making the analogy. We've keep kept making the analogy like you just threw your toys out on the floor and that's what it felt like. Like, okay, we're mm-hmm. gonna take these four figures and these figures mm-hmm. and and uh yeah, and they go they go seemingly to talk to Evilin, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, really they're just a distraction. Um, and, uh, they got Tila and Andra breaking into the sewers of Grayskull, which was kind of, <laughs> kind of an interesting day. I actually really like that sewer drain pipe, like just emptying out into the abyss like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I, I just got a, I got a kick out of that. I was I was actually surprised that typically jump scares don't do much for me and I'll just sit through them. But while the two of them are having their little talk about what's going on, then all of a sudden when Spike War enters the deal and you just see the spike shooting into the wall, it was like, oh, that got you. Oh. Huh? It, it, it managed to get me because they're having wow. this. Time. And I figure, yeah, there's going to be villains somewhere. But all of a sudden, right. bam, and I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> so... And I really, I really like that. I like the spike or his his uh, trident actually turns into a freaking automatic weapon. Oh, he was shooting a ton <laughs> of spikes. Yeah, that that battle scene down there was great, and we got to see just you know all of those evil warriors that uh, evil in yeah it was evil in back then had assembled mm-hmm. uh, are down well, in the sewers. Go ahead with a surprise. Yep. Okay, okay. With with one surprise that I actually was like, no freaking way. Blade. They Blade, Blade shows up. They yep. had Blade in the show. How cool is that? Oh, he looked Pig awesome. Boy and Blade. Too. I mean, jeez. Yeah. 
Still waiting on Lubick. Just saying. Yeah, I, Just I saying, agree. Mattel. I agree. <laughs> so and that that spike we're seeing would have been a perfect. Nobody takes pot shots at Lubick right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that web store down there. Clawful got some action. Spike or Pig Boy even. He had that little mm-hmm. that staff with the red missiles or whatever. Like he was. He was messing mm-hmm. himself. And Goatman. Goatman Goat got Man. some some talking. And then, you know, when Man at Arms showed up on the scene, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he managed to break out with the help of the Orlax and he freed the Orlax. Um Yeah, like he's like bantering with Goatman and Goatman like can't come up with a comeback. He's like, I don't make puns and he just starts bashing with his hammer. <laughs> that like part, that part got <laughs> like, alright, I got I got you. It was one of the Another one of those wink and nod to us lines, you know. Mm-hmm. And and uh, actually, uh, the voice for him, I found this out a little it? while I ago. Did, I honestly, I, I, I wondered if it was Henry Rollins again. No, it sounded really similar, but I didn't nope. go look it up. Go Kevin ahead. Smith. Oh, really? Okay, it was Kevin Smith. Yeah. So he, go he also again. stuck his toe in the water on this one with a voice. So he there you go. Does that, that <laughs> maniacal? No. Um, yeah, no okay, kidding. Makes, yeah, I could, it sounded familiar, but I couldn't place it. But it had almost that same kind of uh, cadence as uh, Henry Rollins' Triclops. So I'm like, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was that was great that they actually gave some some time to Goatman and Pig Boy. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Blade was awesome. <laughs> Just that that whole that whole fight scene down there, and Andra and Duncan holding them off, and turns out we were wrong. That that pool of power is still firmly in Grayskull um, mm-hmm. that we saw back in episode one of part two, um, as Duncan tells Tila which way to go. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Which that I kind of was still hoping for the Cave of Power, but okay. <laughs> it is what it is in this case. But it's in line with its filmation it's, it, origin, yeah. so I mean, I yeah, can't, yeah. I can't complain. Uh, just the way it was set up in that first one, it just it didn't feel like Grayskull, but it it's there. Tila heads down, and the moment that I thought was ripped from me, you know, we we talked about a couple last episode. So they're all blurring together now. But, you know, I, we lamented the fact that we're never going to get that, that Tila sorceress, I am your mother moment. And we got it because even it, it follows kind of the DC Comics storyline where even in death, a sorceress is tied to Castle Grayskull. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sorceress appears in spirit form in the, in the pool. And, and gets to talk to her daughter for the first time. Mm-hmm. Really talk to her daughter, and mm-hmm. oh man, that scene! That scene had me. I mean, yeah. her her giving her reasons why she couldn't tell her, and like, and you know, Tila again. Tila's being headstrong. Tila mm-hmm. is is like, okay, this is what I gotta do. I'm going in a pool, and and sorceress like, no, wait, you. You need to understand, this is not, you don't go back on this commitment. You know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you step into this pool, 
you will be one with the power. You will be the next sorceress. And that's it. You must cut all ties after that. Mm-hmm. There's no greater honor. There's no greater privilege. You know, she had a great speech that I know I am I am paraphrasing and, and ruining the shit out of. But that moment was like, and Tila, Tila really pauses. She hesitates. Yeah. She she actually listens, you know, which which throughout all iterations of Tila is something that Tila has always struggled with. That actually, like, you know, try to listen and think things through without just acting. Because she was re- she was mm-hmm. ready to jump in, and then when Sorcerer says, you know, this is it, this will be your life, and I, she's like, the reason I gave you up was because I knew I had to do this. But I didn't want you to be isolated because of my choices, you know. Mm-hmm. And that and that's where that scene ends. She does not step into the pool yet. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but mm-hmm. it's exciting. The part that got me actually was the part right before that with uh, her and Duncan talking. Yeah, that, yeah. I like that where she's like, I'm not I'm not good at this. I'm not her, you know, and all that stuff. And, yeah. and Duncan doing the whole, you know, cause she, she was worried that the message didn't get out there to everybody. The right. one day he's like, I heard it as loud and clear as I'm talking to you right now. And, you know, like it, yeah. it reminded me of her. And then he starts crying and I was like, Oh, dude, like That's Duncan right. crying yeah. is one of those, like I started choking up. And then he does that, you know, the, about the privilege and honor of her being a daughter, but now she has to be something bigger. Right. And then that, and then she has that line at the end, and I'm like, if my daughter ever says this to me, I'm gonna ball. That whole, you know, there was no more privilege and honor than being your daughter. I was like, fuck, yeah, like, I'm gonna fucking ball now. Oh yeah, because <laughs> any any of the daddy daughter yeah. stuff between them is getting me in this a lot. He, I don't know. Even even you look at it with Duncan, right? I mean, yes, all that was amazing, and, and that was our first confirmation that her message actually got out, because she doubted herself. Yeah. She said she, it felt like she got it, but she wasn't sure. <clears throat> but for Duncan, this is the second time he's had to go through this. He had to go through this with the source, with her mother. Yeah. You know, we saw that at the beginning. She gave up everything to go do this, and he's like, okay, now it's her turn, but it's going to be the same thing. I'm going to be alone. I've lost, mm-hmm. you know, my wife. I'm going to lose my daughter to this. It's just, but he knows it is what it is. He is a military man. He understands mm-hmm. the service. He's got the tattoo of his year. Mm-hmm. You know, that's got to be a years of service <laughs> division type thing, you know. <clears throat> so... Yeah, it's just, it's it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's heart wrenching. It's 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 like man, and if, if she ends up going through with it, just everything that she's given up, you know. And I mean, Adam Adam came back for her. Adam came back to save the universe, obviously. But I mean, really, remember in Paternia, they were sitting there. And it's like, well, what could make you go back? And Adam takes that glance, sideways glance at mm-hmm. Tila. Tila glances at him, and it's like. Okay, but now we're in a position where, you know, we may have to give all that up to even make sure that there is a tomorrow to wake up to. Yeah. Uh, 
So good. Sacrifices. So and that's good. the heroic sacrifices all around here. And I mean, it, it, it started in filmation, but it, the payoff yeah. in this one, it's like, man, it's, it's good stuff. <laughs> it's, if you don't care about these characters, if even if you haven't grown up with filmation, if you're watching this and giving it a shot and you don't care enough by the end of this, they did something wrong, obviously, because yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely feeling this stuff a lot more than I felt ever with any masters of the universe, uh, materials at this point. Yeah. So, well, we're, we're coming to an end. I mean, we're coming mm-hmm. to the, we can feel it. We know it, you know, it's yeah. 10 episodes. We're on nine right now out of the whole series. And it's like, we can feel that there are, these things are set in motion working and we're going to get resolution. You know, I think one way or another mm-hmm. on a lot of this, we're going to get resolution. Um, probably about the last thing here, the, the, the Hevelin versus Skeletor in Adam fight. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. This had to have been one of what I say it's one of the best fights of the series, but the reason it is one of the best is because of the other ones, because, you know, I even made the comment in, you know, like, Skeletor has his fighting style. He-Man has his fighting style. Mm-hmm. You know, I made the comment in episode one of part two where it's like, okay, we're still seeing Skeletor doing the same kind of fight with the portals and everything, but now it's, mm-hmm. like, amped up because of Skelly God. But this one is, like, they have merged their two. Like, they are they fought against each other for so long, He-Man and Skeletor, that mm-hmm. they're actually, like, the perfect partners in a duel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like they because yeah. they they already know each other and now they're just combining their stuff skeletal mm-hmm. casts all those portals yeah he I starts like, that like part. shooting adam <laughs> through them yeah. with adam with it with his guardsman sword and everything yep i am yep. just cheering i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. Dude. it was great i mean it was it was that kind of stuff where it's like it's like you know the the they just know each other. You get all that history. You don't, have, you know, you always say, Sean, I'm ripping the words out of your mouth. Show me. Don't tell me. It's like, and right there, mm-hmm. you've, sh- you've shown how well these two guys know each other. Yeah. And know how they're going to fight. Know what they're going to do. But turning it to where it's like, okay, our powers combined, we might stand a chance. And they get some shots in. They draw mm-hmm. some blood. I, even Hevelin really looks like she's worried at a couple points there, you know, mm-hmm. where she's like, oh, shit, like, they they might be able to accomplish something. Well, it, the, the that, that fight in particular, uh, the more I think about it, it's like, have you ever wanted to see Doctor Strange and before the, um, before the super soldier serum, Steve, Go into yeah. battle together versus right. a bigger. It, it felt like it was the two of them versus Thanos in a sense. Exactly. And like watching the look on Adam's face during it, you could kind of tell he's just like, oh shit. Like there's definitely moments. Oh yeah. Where, especially that portal sequence. You kind of got the vibe like, I'm getting pushed through all these things and I'm doing the best to keep up with this. And you know, he, he still, you know, he, he's, he's still putting up the fight. And it, th- this fight also, um, I, I honestly, 
I know it's not in response to what you said earlier because yeah. earlier you were like, well, you know, muscle memory and he should be able to get it's like, there you go. You got yeah. oh, yeah. where Adam is legitimately going head to head against somebody. <laughs> and, and it was it was actually a really well done fight. Plus the fact that you also have Panthor in the mix, you you have Cringer in the mix there. Yes. I I I enjoy it quite a lot that, you know, they it, not only is it the two of them going head to head against her? But their steeds are also in the room going, yeah, uh, same going thing. for they're, it with them. So yeah, working together and everything. Unfortunately, we do lose Panthor during this. Evelyn turns him to stone, and he mm-hmm. cracks. Um, I love Skeletor's because he, he's legitimately upset. Exactly, and there's all these people that typically they're like, "Oh, well, he doesn't have the same affection for Panthor the way that Adam would with Pan with uh, with Cringer." It's like, "Oh yep. no, you you genuinely the the animation there, yeah. the shock on his face. I will kill you for that." And I'm like, "Right, ooh, he cared all along." He I think I think it's a little bit of he cared and a little bit of Evelyn kind of crossing a line. Like, mm-hmm. she has backstabbed him before. She has come up with her own plans. She has yeah. tried to betray him. But now she's taken out one of his own minions, you know, in Panthor. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, you've, you've cut ties. Like, mm-hmm. this, is, you know, it'd be, it's the same as her taking out, you know, you know, Beast Man when he was working for her. You know, like, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you're... This is it. We're not yep. coming back from this. Isn't the little you know power struggle we usually have? You're full on saying I'm done with you. So mm-hmm. I think it's kind of all that rolled up into one. You know. But uh, yeah, Cringer, and then you know how Hevelin turns the tide. Um, and she made a comment about it earlier. So once Beastman showed up in that scene, I I knew where it was going, um, and I I guess we'll go with. It. But yes, she she turns Beastman into her battle dog. Mm-hmm. Um, that was nuts. <laughs> that was like I said. I I once he showed up and everything. I'm like, oh, they're actually getting because she made that comment earlier about are you a beast mm-hmm. or are you a man? I should. Point my I should point the sword at you and turn you into my battle dog saddle and all you know mm-hmm. and I'm like oh, all right like that was funny but then once he showed up in this battle I'm like oh my god they're actually gonna do it mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then when you see how huge he is that's nuts too <laughs> yeah yeah he's like battle lion sized <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's a neat concept I I. Ugh. I struggle with it for the same reason I struggle with with the idea of, you know, anyone being able to pick up the sword and say by the power of Grayskull. Mm-hmm. Like I I I liked that it was like I liked the design and I liked the um I it's weird. I liked that it happened, but I didn't like that they did it, if that makes any sense at all. Like, the in-universe no. <laughs> concept of yeah. of being able to do that. Yeah. Like, if if Adam pointed the sword at Orko, he would not change into yeah. battle trolling. 
Sure, sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, it, sh- it shouldn't work mm-hmm. in-universe. But it was fun seeing it on screen. Well, I, there's a couple, like, I, I think from a story perspective, I looked at it from the, you know, he's been so loyal to her. He is yes. basically that. And, it, you know, it, it, it worked for me on the story level. And right. then the other way I looked at it is out of anybody that, you know, that you could do that with that isn't Cringer. He would be probably next in line because, because he, he is, is bestial yeah. versus a lot of these other characters who are more man than anything else. It's different, but it's it, for me. It just worked in in the loyalty factor with the, yeah. how the two of them have been. I mean, he was he was ready to take it to Skeletor when he had her by the throat in the one scene, and I'm like, oh, it's it's still there. He is he is going to try and be her bodyguard for better or worse, and. Um, I, I can understand why you didn't like it either, though, because there is yeah. a part of me. I, I you're talking to somebody that when I was a kid and I watched Willow and the the queen turned all the the warriors into pigs on the yeah. battlefield. That part just messed with me for a long time. <laughs> and it's like yeah. it, there is a part of that where I'm like, it's a little weird on like a you're turning one thing into a but within the story i i kind of was like all right i see what they're doing i see what they're i think you hit that story wise i Mm -hmm. liked it but as far as like the it's it's my it's my problem with the in-universe rules Mm -hmm. and i still feel like they haven't really explained how their power of grayskull works you know i don't like this many people being able to call upon it just because they're holding a sword. You know, to me, there was always something more to it than well, just I, holding the sword. And so now it's kind of extending into the noble steed part where it's like, you know, I don't even need an animal. I can just, I can get a guy that's part animal. You know, it's just, it's, it's that blurring of lines. And, and, and I mean, honestly, going back to, uh, Going back to the first episode of this of part two, there there is that line that's even in the trailer where Adam's like, you know, the the sword's the conduit, but I'm the spark. Yeah, and that does make me question how this stuff is happening at this point because Skeletor is not the spark, Evil Rin is not the spark. The only right. thing that I can use, conduit. yeah, ex- exactly. And the only thing that I can even remotely say to make that not be as prickly of an idea as it is if I think too hard about it is they are sorcerers. So there is a magical aspect to them that if man at arms lifted the sword, he wouldn't be able to do it. Or, you know, like I I just, I don't see anybody else being able to do it, but if they have magical inclination, there is probably that power about them that would be able to at least be a little, it's almost like, hitting the flint rock and there's a spark that comes out of it just a tiny bit. And it's like, it's enough if they know the incantation, but right. It, it, yeah, there's problems with that uh, yeah. logistically within the story, no matter what you do. And it's, are you going to accept it or not? Right. So yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I, 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 like I said, I accept it. I liked, I liked, it was a fun moment. It just, once I get yeah, thinking yeah. about the rules of it, I'm like, but it's the same. Pro- it opens up too many doors. It's it's too, it's too powerful. But mm-hmm. 
we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully there'll be some, uh, some resolutions here. Um, oh, and then of, of course it ends with, uh, <laughs> I think it was I think it was Adam who said, you know, there's no uh oh, all the all the heroic warriors show up finally. Randor's there, Marlena's there, and then we finally get all of our villagers, uh the Avions, the Andrenids, uh we get all those reinforcements show up from Tila's mm-hmm. call and Evelyn sees all this and you know uh they say, you know, there's no there's no army alive that's going to fight for you. All of Eternia has, is united against you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and so she, she takes that as a challenge and she goes, okay, no army alive, huh? And she mm-hmm. raises up Scareglow and his army of the dead from Subternia. And this is the, the shadow beast, the demons, the dragon, all mm-hmm. those guys in the trailer that we saw like i like i said you know once i got to thinking about it did we really see any evil warriors in there well we did see Scareglow, but he's mm-hmm. he's kind of uh he's kind of uh loyal to evil and not so much the evil warriors mm-hmm. uh, and that those guys look awesome them rising up and Scareglow glowing and ever in tony todd voice again Mm-hmm. And, we, and we find out Hevelin's actual and universe name, which I still think Hevelin is better. Um, but he says that they will fight anyone who dare oppose Darklin, which I thought was a little. Yeah, I like Hevelin personally. <laughs> Hevelin is so much better. Hevelin, it works. Hevelin. It's, it's it's more concise. You kind of got to say it like Stewie from Family Guy 2 when he says, cool whip. <laughs> cool <Yeah>. whip. <laughs> so, I mean, you want to talk about, you know, like, <clears throat> in the case of this, the whole, you know, like, stopping it when it says next episode because you want to go, I got to see what happens next. But, yeah, this I is... Do. This is the this is what you this is what you plunk down your money for to finally get out of the series. So and I yeah and I did pause it after it kind of because you know it skips that next episode real quick and I I paused yeah. it and this last episode it's not terribly much longer but it looks to be the long it was clocking at like thirty one minutes mm-hmm. so we got a little extra meat on the bone here. Uh, but I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see how this all wraps up. I think you know. I mean, obviously we, you know, the trailers in our in our minds, right? We're sitting here mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, what haven't I seen yet, or what have I mm-hmm. seen? And basically, obviously, we know the that battle around Grayskull with Shadow Beast is coming. Yeah, you know? we know He Man and Battle Cat are going to be back. I mean, we've seen yes, this. we've seen um, it. Yes. I was going somewhere with this, and I just completely lost my train of thought. Well, I, I, I I'll some, help you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was another. There was a moment I was leading up to, and I can't remember it now. Go for it. What I'll ask you: What is your uh, what is your feeling on the fact that that trailer showed the final episode probably in more depth than you would have expected, 
because there's a lot of that battle that they show yeah. in that in that trailer. And but, it, it, I, I know there's 30 minutes though, so yeah, it's not well, showing it, you the whole thing. But it's not showing you the whole thing. But I feel like the way this episode ends, I feel like this last episode is going to be like all battle. I think mm-hmm. there's going to be character moments in it, but I think it's basically going to be one big battle. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I guess where I'm going, like, okay, so that means, to me, Triclops and his cult are probably out. Like, that's all we're going to see of them is what we've seen already for the time being. Um, you know, we're not... <sighs> There's, God, there was something I was going for, too, and I, oh, it's slipping me now. I hate that feeling. But yeah, I have a feeling this this last episode is just going to be battle. It's going to be fighty-fighty. You know? Yeah, fighty-fighty. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. And we're going to get some, some, some moments in there. Um, and I, I, I think I'm doubling down. I think it's going to end up being... Skeletor taking down Hevelin, and I think there is going to be some sort of some sort of sacrifice there. You know, kind of bookending, like I said earlier, from the the He Man and Skeletor kaboom to an Evelin and Skeletor or Hevelin. Sorry, Hevelin, Hevelin <laughs> and Skeletor kaboom. I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna kind of be our wrap up. And uh, yeah, I'm just you know. And we've got we've got all all those all those heroic warriors still. You know what I mean? Like we're mm-hmm. we saw Stratos and Buzz off momentarily as they arrived, but you know we know we know Ram Man's still coming. Yep. I just we know the Fisto isn't. <laughs> I'm maybe, not going to be one of those not. haters. I'm not going to be one of those haters, but there is that part of me that it's like out of all the characters that you possibly could have done this to, you did it. To. Yeah. I'd still like, like to see them yeah, come okay. back. Like you said, we oh, well, know yeah, or- yeah. we we know Orko's coming. You know, is he gonna bring some guys with him? You know, what happened mm-hmm. to those souls, you know? So I don't know. I, I I'm ex it's it's like I usually am when we're facing the end. It's like okay, we got thirty one minutes and we've got all these loose strings, we've got all this stuff that we hoped to see. And can it live up to the expectations that we've set in our minds after 30 plus years leading mm. up to this moment? Or ever since, uh, not even that, but even since two to three years ago when they announced this well, series. Yeah. I mean, this series too, but I mean, I mean, we all got the baggage. We've all got our mm-hmm. personal history with the line. And like I, you know, we said earlier, it's. I think that's where a lot of people stumble is because they can't separate that where they felt the story was going to go from when they were a child or where they hoped it would go you know this is not where i ever thought it would go this is i did not think it would end up adam and skeletor versus hevelin but Mm -mm. god damn that was a fun episode yeah i enjoyed Mm -hmm. it immensely i still am not sold on hevelin's design but that it is what it is Mm -hmm. so I Agreed. think this has probably been our longest wrap up yet, but uh, I, yeah. I think we just—I think we just need to go and watch episode five. Let's do it. Let's do it. All episode right, five.
We'll be back. Stay tuned. See you in 31 minutes. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in today. We're going to take another break here. Uh, We'll be back soon wrapping this up on episode 79 where we'll review uh, episode 5 of the Netflix series. Uh, Stay tuned. We look forward to it. Drop us a comment down below. Let us know what you thought about episodes 3 and 4. Like, share, subscribe, ring that bell, all that. Uh, And until next time, go watch Netflix. Oh, come on. Oh!